please welcome Alpine skier Randa Teschner. With our cottage edition, as you can see, we've got the backdrop. We're super close to a thousand followers, so keep helping us out. And this is our second female guest and our first ever skier. So let's run us through first, what type of skiing do you do? Obviously, and explain it to everyone because people don't know. Right. So alpine skiing is going downhill, obviously. <laughs> Cross countries, we're here going up or straight. No, we're going downhill. Um, there's four, well, five, I guess, disciplines. Uh, slalom is the one you probably know where you, people hit the gates, hit yep. the poles down. It's quick, nice, quick turns. And from there it goes up. So then there's giant slalom, GS, they call it. So ones with the flags you were saying. So two poles with a flag, yep. bigger, a little bit, little bit bigger turns, and then it goes up from there. Super giant slalom. It's more like just with the terrain, longer courses, you're in a tuck more of the time. Yep. Uh, and then downhills, like no turns, go as fast as you can, yep. top to bottom. Now, are you doing any tricks, like jumps, like you see in the Olympics? No, or are you just trying to get down as mostly, fast as you can? yeah, just for time. Okay. Um, yeah, no other, no judging or anything, just time. Uh, some in some speed courses, so super G G or sorry, super G uh, downhill, they have the big jumps. Like, okay. but I wasn't. I was more of a yep. uh, technical skier than a uh, now, speed skier. For the first thing that I think about is like we're sponsored by NLBT and a lot of training places. And what's the training like for that stuff? Like dryland training, off both off, off ice and on uh, off, off ice, <laughs> off hill and on hill. Like um, what? Like yeah, I can't try to think like in the gym and then actually yeah, lot lot of off season gym time, uh, just lifting mostly. Cardio's, I mean you should do it, but, but it's yeah. more it's more power yeah. in the gym on the off season. And then, I mean you're still skiing like when a uh, like your prep period starts in the summer, so you really don't have much time off. You're still training all through. You normally have a summer camp, a fall camp, and then you get right into it like early November for the whole rest of the season. Uh, but still gym, I'd say in between all that and try to keep, you just kind of, you try to, I mean, get your, your base before the preseason and yep. then try to keep it through. I mean, same as hockey, try to keep it through uh, like race season, um, but it makes it hard. But once you're on snow, you're, you're like, your ski legs come, they say yep. it. Cause I mean, it doesn't matter how much you train in the gym, you still get on snow and it feels like yeah, you haven't yeah. been training for so long but so when did this become let's go back to skiing did you play yeah. other sports when you were younger and how did skiing become the, like how did you start competing um so i started skiing when i was two uh just local hill here like i don't even know 125 meters not very high it's like a ditch yep in Petawawa. um and yeah i played other sports i figure skated i uh played soccer basketball like all just school sports I'd say um, but then kind of pick skiing is my I don't know the one I wanted to do more than everything else I guess were your parents into it or parents weren't but um, my dad's cousins were so like his the people he grew up with were skiers so they coached me all growing okay. up and then we started like a valley league I guess yep so like local we did like local races and then when I was about 10 or 11 we started to go to like Ottawa for the bigger, okay, like regional races, I guess, for weekends. Um, and then from there, I joined the regional team out of Ottawa, so like Ottawa Gatineau area. Okay. And then went to provincial team after that, Ontario team, and then off to school after that. 
And so Randa is from the Ottawa Valley and still is. That's what she's referring to. Obviously, this is a KW podcast. Right. So it's a bit different. Yeah. But that's, I feel like to be a skier, you have to have people who are in skiing. It's right. not like one of those sports that you kind of just get into. Get into. Knowing. Yeah, and you gotta, kind of got to start young, I would say. Yep. Um, just because you get, like, the more time you have on snow, the same as hockey. But And when did it get to the point where you thought you could actually... We'll get down. We'll get to this get to actual that, scholarship yeah. and going to school. But when did when did you um, realize that you had that you could get that goal? You know what I mean. If, when did you realize you could do something? You with could it? do something. I didn't really know honestly about like U.S. schools until I'd say later. Like I was probably end of high school, so probably grade eleven, grade twelve. I was like, okay, maybe this is a thing people do. Yeah. Um. But. I knew, like, I could, I, I guess I knew when I got, I went to, like, Switzerland when I was 12, which was kind of out of the blue, but once I got there, I was like, okay, I feel like I could potentially ski for, like, a while, yep. I guess, or it could be, like, not make a living, I mean, that was the goal, but that kind of, that's, yeah. like, obviously everybody's goal when you're young, you want to be World Cup or whatever, but kind of changed to school once I got older and thought because I wanted to continue I didn't yeah. want to stop yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's well, definitely a good outlet too. well exactly yeah um so then let's get into that perfect obviously yeah. there's a lot of it I think feel like it's a bit different in Canada but yes in the states there's people who maybe don't have the money and they're like scholarship scholarship right. scholarship so yeah what was your story how how do you get recruited to a school in the states and what was um, your story how did it end up happening University so, of New Hampshire yeah so um, unlike, I'd say, the all other team sports for NCAA, yep. they're normally doing recruiting, like, young. Same hockey, soccer, like, they're looking at you, like, sophomore year. Yep. Um, for skiing, it's a little different. Like, you kind of seek out them just because it's so small and tight-knit. Like, um, they'll see you at races, but you're kind of emailing coaches, unless okay. you're, like, a prodigy, I would yeah, say. Yeah, um, so you kind of get you, you kind of just email all the schools, say, "Hey, I'm looking into this school. I'm looking into that school, whatever." And then you can you can go for a tour. They'll normally you're normally at a couple races that college kids are at. So they'll the coach you say, "Oh, I'm coming to this race." Yeah. Oh, we'll talk then or whatever. So they, but I mean, they're definitely keeping an eye on your profile because uh, it's all based skiing's all based on points, fist points. Okay. Um, so the lower points you have, the better you are. Um, so they're, they're looking into all of that, but it's kind of, you, you reach out a little, um, and then they say if they want you or not. And yeah, how did it end up being University of New um, Hampshire? So it was between New Hampshire and Alaska for me. Um, Anchorage or just Alaska? Anchorage, yep. yes. Um, which would have been cool thinking back now, yeah. but at the time I wanted to stay East Coast. Like I, more comfortable, it's closer yeah. to home. Yeah. Um, well, the skiing and they had the program. Skiing's different, yeah. On West East Coast, Coast versus, versus yeah. So East Coast, like ice, freezing cold, yep. obviously. Um, West Coast powder, soft snow, yep. warmer. Um, so I've, I mean, I was grew up on the east, so I was definitely more into that, I would say. Um, but then they also had the program. I took uh, athletic training, athletic therapy in Canada, down there. So I kind of went for the program as well. Alaska didn't really have as much or I guess more this curriculum I wanted for school. Yep. So picked New Hampshire, it was sweet. And yeah, what was your, we ask all 
basically everyone I'd say actually on the podcast, <laughs> regardless OHL, NCAA, yeah. uh, whatever professional water skier or right. whatever we've had, um, what their day to day life's like, and yeah. we've never had an NCAA student that isn't a hockey player. Right. So what's your uh, it's hard to even yeah. picture it to be honest cool. what's your day-to-day life uh, okay being? so like off season um we'd be in the gym like two times a day normally yep. for morning session afternoon session and then class all in between um and then with my major just because i was in the at i was put with like an off like another team as well okay so like i'd have to go to say i was with soccer i'd have to go to soccer practice cover their practice go to my ski practice work out whatever go back to class so i mean it was pretty busy i'd say for me definitely based on my program uh but then when skiing started um there's six so on the i guess the ncaa circuit there's six college races that's all you have for the season so it's pretty small yeah um so you have to be pretty consistent um uh and there are Friday, Saturday races, so there's a solemn and a GS, and that's it. So you get two runs, so there's only four runs for the whole time. So one race is two runs, sorry. Yep. Um, so we'd leave Thursday for that, we'd train in the morning, drive to wherever it was, race Friday, Saturday. But then during the week, um, in the winter, you'd try to have your classes either all in the morning or in the afternoon, and then we'd drive, which was kind of shitty, you have to drive at least an hour and a half two hours away for our hills um so you train like you're pretty much driving well, yeah you're training. that's that's what was my original question yeah like you're not training at school yeah that so would be it, tough. it's definitely a lot like you're you're in the van you're studying in the van you're trying to read in the van whatever um get there you don't have a lot of time on snow so we're only there i'd say two hours training max so you try to take as many runs as you can get back in the van then go to class the rest of the day it's pretty busy. That doesn't seem very convenient. No, um, but it works. Now, were you ever doing like, I don't even like simulation skiing or anything? Uh, Obviously, not knowing the training, but you see the right. videos of summer training, and yeah. I guess that's more ski jumping, isn't it? Yeah, that's more ski jumping. So we'd be, they do have like machines, but like I said, it, nothing's the, the same. Nothing's the same as when you get on snow. Yeah, like your first sure. week on snow after being off for a couple months is like, kill it. Yeah. You're just trying to build your legs back up. Um, but we go, like, you do a summer camp, like, you go to Chile or New Zealand in the summer or a glacier somewhere in Europe. Yep. And then um, we'd, in college, we'd always have November, you'd go to um, Colorado for your preseason. Okay. And then races start, and you're, like, you're right into it. That's the, when you get to college, you don't get as much time on snow. So you really got to take advantage. Yeah, that seems like it's up. Yeah. Not sucks, but it doesn't suck. yeah, it's, it's different. It's he, hard. Some well, people yeah. find it really hard. I, I thought it was going to be harder. I actually like enjoyed it more. I think because I've been training for so long all the time. It was kind of a nice break to be off snow. Well, sometimes it's good much. too. Exactly, and it, I took more advantage of my training days. Yeah, um, when you're more rested. More rested, and you know, it, like you have to make it count. Like, yep. so no, it definitely worked worked out in my advantage. I would say. Uh, but it definitely, some people do struggle with it, I think, once they get to college. Less time on yeah. snow. So you mentioned all the places. Yeah. You just mentioned a couple places. Right. I, I think something that's really cool, and I'd like people to know is, like, well, how many places has skiing been able to take you? Whether it's so your, your school taking or yeah. you're going yourself, right? But yeah. how many, and what's your favorite? And um, what, are so, what are some of the places, and then what, what's your favorite? Sure. I, uh, 
like I first so first first trip ever first time on a plane actually yeah um, I was 12 I went to Switzerland so that was pretty cool I mean obviously first trip um, and then from there I'd say Chile growing up we went a lot which you don't that's South America you don't really think snow. yeah that's what I said too yeah so you get there it's like crazy hot you're in t-shirt and shorts when you're not on the hill um, but they just, I don't know, their mountains are high enough that they have snow in the summer. Yep. So that's pretty cool. Um, I've been to Chile 12 times. Wow. It's a long time. A lot. It is a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's, I mean, I wouldn't recommend it for a trip. The skiing training is great, but you're stuck at the hill. Like you, you drive up these switchbacks, two hours up switchbacks, and you're stuck at the hill for three weeks. Oh, like really? You have nowhere to go. Yeah. Uh, but it's great for training. Yeah, but if you're a um, casual sport. But yeah, casual, I'd say New Zealand, Australia, sweet stuff to do. Like you can, I've surfed That's, and skied the same I day. Didn't, yeah, I didn't which know is pretty cool. they had skiing in New Zealand yeah, or Australia. Yeah, so definitely, yeah, short season. They're, so their um, summer is our winter, or is their winter, sorry. Yeah, our summer the is their yeah. winter. So um, yeah, lots of snow down there, um, which is kind of cool. Um, and then, yeah, Europe, been all over Europe. And then Canada, U.S. Obviously, out out west is pretty sweet. Yeah, um, call I love Colorado. Always have. Um, and then BC. I mean, BC's got some pretty yeah. pretty good stuff too. You ever been like the Aspen and Whistler Aspen, and stuff yeah, like that? Aspen, Whistler, Vail, Breckenridge, Panorama, Banff, Lake Louise, all the big ones. Yeah. Now, how much is this? Uh, I don't want to say taken, but how much of your has your parents have to do with all that traveling? Have they been very involved in that, or yeah, was no, it kind of growing, once you got older? Um, I mean, growing up was more local. Yeah. But I mean, we were still because we lived in the valley. We yeah. were driving. They drove me all over. We'd leave three in the morning to go to races. Um, I just sleep in the car, yeah. obviously. Um, but yeah, they drove me all over. And then once we got older, um, they 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 came out like. For bigger races, I would say, like, they came to Whistler when I was 14. That would have been their biggest trip, I would say, yep, yep. as a family. Um, and because I was, like, my first international race is Whistler Cup. They still, it's, like, an international children's race. Uh, so that, that's at Whistler every year. This is the first year they didn't have it because of COVID. COVID yeah. um, and then they came to, like, most of my college races. It was about a nine-hour drive, but they'd come, like, every weekend, wow. which was pretty cool. Um, and then they've been out, they came out to Colorado, I think twice to see me there. They never went overseas though. Yeah. Yeah. But still, that's, but still, they, they saw that's a, lot a lot too. That's, I like yeah. hearing that, right? Cause you yeah, always know like the hockey parents and the yeah. soccer parents driving, but it's yeah. hard to, who knows with skiing, exactly. right? I feel like yeah. that's a long places to go. So yeah. when did, um, sorry, I'm just looking. When, yeah, when did coaching, when did you real, obviously, I don't know. I feel like maybe coaching was always in your head, but it really you, wasn't. Really? Yeah. So when did Everybody, it say, okay, now it's time well, to coach? Well, okay, so I graduated in 2016 from school. I was looking for an AT job, and I was, wasn't was having much luck. And then um, a school in Vermont, um, it's like a ski academy, so it's like a high okay. school, boarding sure. school, um, just skiing. They asked if I wanted to coach, and at, at the time I was like, hmm. I mean, it seemed like a pretty sweet gig. Still get to travel. Um, I did AT stuff on as well and coached also. So 
I didn't, I didn't ever really thought I would coach, but everybody who knows me said that they all knew I was going to yeah, coach after. Yeah, I would after. just assume you were on as a coach. Yeah, and it did. I really did. It was nice to, like, give back to the community. It's so tight-knit. Like, everybody knows everybody in the ski world. Like, it is big, but it's still really, really small. Yeah. Um, so that was pretty cool. And then I came back the year after I came back and did a year with the regional team I used to ski for in Ottawa. Okay coached here so it was like local again which was nice um and then the past two years i've been in italy coaching yes yeah. so that was the next topic and yeah. um before we actually like what's a ski academy like the academy is pretty cool i um they weren't as big i'd say when i was growing up but i think i would have liked it um so yeah these kids they go you can board you can uh, be a day student but you have to like live obviously close oh, yep, yep. and it's in burke sorry so the school is burke mountain ski academy it's in the middle of nowhere yep um which is sweet though it's the hill the like ski hills right in the backyard yep. so these kids are pretty pretty lucky they either live on campus so i was also a dorm parent um so kids live on campus uh dining big dining hall there big gym um like so you were living there full time for live the year. there all year yeah yep. so they go to school there uh we ski there and then take them everywhere for races pretty sweet kids. wow yeah. that's awesome interesting to hear yeah. that's cool but... it is really cool yeah and they got it's definitely bigger in the states they're a couple in canada but they're not every obviously as big as the states yep. it's all private um there's also a couple there's a couple like hockey ski schools too uh north i don't know if you're in northwoods northwoods it's in new Han or yep. new york big hockey school big ski school too yep. boarding school so, so then italy Yep, then Italy. Um, and tell us what it, I can't even imagine. Like, what was it like living in Italy and then jump into, you were obviously there when COVID hit. Yeah, so exactly. kind of yeah. run us through the two years of coaching there and the difference yeah. maybe between North American skiing and skiing in Italy and the yeah. language barrier, I'm assuming. Right, yeah, all that. Um, so skiing in Europe is like football in the States. It's like huge. Everybody does really? it. It's unbelievable. It's the coolest thing ever. World Cup is obviously the goal for everybody. And World Cup is like, World Cup in Canada and the US is like nothing compared to this, like Europe. Europe, there's there's 50,000 people on the hill watching. Like it's insane. Wow. Like it's a party. People go to everyone. It's nuts. Like they just follow, they have signs. Like they're crazy. Uh, it's so cool. Um, but yeah skiing like your european skiers are also like i mean they want to make world cup it's like the goal for them and they just like at a young age they're just skiers it's crazy yeah it's pretty cool um so yeah a lot they're a lot more i'd say they're definitely better skiers from a young age growing up and they have just the mountains there it's everywhere everywhere you look there's in italy where i was living um like within a 20 minute radius there was eight different massive ski hills we could go to like wow, huge yeah, like that's... like whistler size like really? massive yeah and then for two out say two hour radius there's you can't even they're everywhere there's lifts like coming out of people's backyards it's crazy there's so much yeah, skiing is just crazy. it's just skiing it's everywhere everybody does it it's so cool so that's definitely eye-opening it's awesome language barrier i didn't do great with but i got by yeah um well, how is it like coaching? Coaching's fine. I was coaching. Everybody could speak English. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we had girls. It was a private all-girls team um, from all over the world. I think this last year we had 
16 different countries wow. on our team. There's only 24 girls or something, so that was pretty cool. A uh, couple people from New Zealand, Australia, Europeans, couple USA girls, no Canadians. I tried to get some Canadians, couldn't, couldn't get any. Um, but yeah, um, it was sweet. We lived in this like little town, trained just up the road normally, and then uh, same thing. We had camps. We did Chile camps. We did New Zealand camps. We did Austria camps, Colorado. Now, what are you doing when you're coaching? Are you like, so as are you coach, at the bottom of the hill? Or are you um, watching video? Over, or? Like, uh, so normally you set the course. So we set their training courses. Yeah. Um, and then if there's multiple coaches, somebody's always rotating. So like gates are pop popping out. So somebody's like in charge of like drilling them back in, okay. doing that sort of stuff, slipping the course. If there's any big ruts or holes or anything, you can adjust from there. Somebody's normally videoing. So you're on the side, you can be at the top, bottom, middle, it doesn't matter. Um, somebody sets up timing, everybody has their radio. So you're just kind of, if somebody, if a coach comes down, you kind of go up and everybody's rotating. Uh, if you're on your own, I, I normally go to a spot I can see most of the hill, I guess, see most of the girls. And then video, you normally do after. We You, you can do video on the hill, um, but I think feedback's just as good. Yeah, and the girls need to like feel it rather than see it. Yeah, no, I just didn't know yeah. how it'd be. And then kind of as we're slowly wrapping up in recent times, you were there not too long ago. Right, and yeah, getting out was yes. kind of crazy. So I, um, Italy's kind of shutting down and I actually was on, a, I had a week off. So I came out west. I went out to BC to see some friends and then everything was shutting down as I was here. And I was like, okay, I need to get back. All my stuff's there. So I flew back, everything was shut down. Um, we, they let us in, I mean, we flew back into Milan, but like nobody was in the airport. It was kind of creepy. And then I wasn't even there a week after being back and everything shut down. Ski Hill shut down, the whole country shut down. And I got a flight out like two days later and there was only three people on my flight. It was so crazy. So how'd you get out? Uh, well, I, I mean, I flew from Italy to Germany and then Germany home. Um, but yeah, the flight out was creepy. Like, it was so weird. There's one person, like, in the actual airport. Was it really expensive? Or? They actually, um, I had a flight booked in April for April, which obviously got canceled. Uh, so they, I don't know, refunded and booked me a new one, which was lucky. Yes, very lucky. Because um, I think obviously a couple days Canadian later. Whatever, yeah, I mean, they, want, they obviously wanted you to get out, like, if you weren't... Uh, but like, if you were Italian, you you could not leave the country. Yeah, yeah, you were stuck there. That's crazy. Yeah. So what's next for you? Next for me, um, hopefully do some AT stuff here local. Yeah. Um, and then maybe coach some local kids, hopefully. Um, around here, I haven't really skied low. I haven't been around here in the winter, so I'm kind yeah. of excited for this winter. Yep. Just to see. I mean, everything goes. Smaller hills, but it'll be nice to be yep. home and what's going on around here awesome thank yeah. you so much yeah, and thank you everyone check her out and yeah. that's about it thank you yeah,